0: So welcome back to another podcast of all about United and football and this is me Hemant and I'm back after one month of a lockdown gap so apologies for that I'm back now and this is stalking United episode 9 and I've got a special guest with me Hadish who's a Manchester United fan along with me and we're gonna discuss United situation after the lockdown. How it's going to go on, What what's going to be the transfers, is the transfer window going to happen at all, what would be the money that would be available for United to spend, would would out of recruitment and a lot more to discuss along with the budget that United might have for the transfer window after this lockdown. So yep, a lot to discuss. Let's get going with this podcast. So yeah, uh, we've got Harish, uh, the Man United fan, as I just told right now, and we're going to discuss a lot of stuff, to uh, United, because, yeah, uh, I always wanted to have uh, Man, United, Man United fan interactions, and uh, this is probably second, because the first time I had one was with uh, Unofficial Pundit, which was like a couple of months ago, and like now this is uh, the second uh, fan interaction. As such. So yeah, Parish, uh, welcome to the podcast. I uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, yes, thank you. So yeah, uh how do you see this uh season panning out then? Do do you see football taking place after some time or do you think it might just get suspended or you want it to be suspended?
1: Uh I see the football happening to be frank. Uh maybe around July, August they could continue probably just go behind the doors and then Finish off with the season. Yeah. Because uh, there are many issues to take place. One is you have a lot of problem with the Champions League qualification. And yeah. with, in fact, even the Premier League title with Liverpool all be on its verge to go to its first title. I don't think. Uh, yeah. There And then you have a, the battle for the relegation spot is also quite tough right now. With Aston Villa, West Ham United, all of them pretty close to each other. Yeah. And you have, if you go to the championship, you have the Leeds United trying to come back to the Premier League after so many years. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So, uh, so I don't see the league getting cancelled until unless the situation goes even worse than what it is now.
0: But yeah.
1: on the other hand, the situation in UK is very, very worse. It is, yeah, yeah. I guess, third or fourth right now in the situation of worse things. So... With the prime minister yeah. himself getting, uh, yeah,
0: that was very sad.
1: Yeah, so we have to just wait and see. But I, if there is even one percent chance of completing the season, I guess they would go with the completion of the season.
0: Yeah, and I think even if you like talk about um, you know playing behind closed doors and stuff, I think it's going to be uh, different, uh, difficult because uh, if if you want football to happen, there's still a lot of stuff that has to be at work. And like, uh, you know, even if players get get injured and stuff, uh, you need the medical staff to be there around and the physio yes, yes. to be there around. And, and the security a, as well, you need yeah.
1: to have to. So, yes, uh, maybe by August, we should be getting a clarity whether the season would get void or not.
0: Yeah.
1: Like season getting void is not the first time we have seen uh, when Juventus was stripped of their Champions uh, League titles and was sent to League One, I guess. Uh, one division lower in Italy in 2005 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, So, it is possible. Theoretically, uh, people have seen uh, teams or seasons going void completely and championship qualification. Yeah. Yeah. But but this is a special case which never has happened. And perhaps not just the Premier League, they would even have to consider all the other leagues in the world. And every league is in a tough spot
0: yeah like in germany they were like uh, starting to train like in, in a small group of players and stuff like that but okay. i think in the in the situation in germany is like very uh, you know bad because like the case the cases have been over 100000 in the country and I know. like it's it's terrible i mean I, I don't even understand like how did the bundesliga kind of start the players training and stuff know, uh, in germany and like yeah in the premier league uh, there's a lot of people that still have to be involved if the football has to like has take to be. place behind closed doors and stuff. So I think uh, it's it's still kind of very uh, difficult to sort of take place behind I closed doors. And I, I and I think uh, Premier League if they want to avoid it, like then I don't see any point in voiding it. But if they want to do it, then maybe the decision is in their hands. But like if they I wanted do, to, like there like, is no. They, outcome yeah.
1: come, that comes up by voiding the season it's like
0: if yeah. you
1: void if you want to start the next season after the situation gets all good and everything and you want to start the next season then as you may as well just take one month break and then you complete the season and then go to the next season without any break
0: yeah, yeah so, i think the most well valid, valid solution would be that uh, you could probably complete the season whenever this uh, yeah. it can like whenever football can be played safely yeah. And then uh, maybe uh, sort something out for the next season. Because I, like in my previous podcast, told that, uh, you know, Premier League should try this points per game average thing, which which would be much more fair than the uh, avoiding thing. But uh, again, then I thought uh, many more things uh, that the Premier League could do in terms of not avoiding the league. And I know you could actually shorten the next season you know basically yeah. divide uh, the 20 teams into groups of 10 and like like conferences like they do in the national league which is the sure. lower division and lowest division in england and then you know uh then you know play you could, uh, you each could team comes, is yeah reduce the
1: number of competitions you have.
0: Yeah, reduce the number of competitions here, yeah. and then yeah, uh, up
1: some cups, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So basically, like divide the league into two conferences, and uh, winner of each uh, conference will play each each other to decide the overall title or something like that. And like that would actually shorten the season, and like it would actually, you know, uh, it 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 would be much more better than like just widening it off and like deciding qualification on uh, previous seasons basis. So
1: yeah. Yeah. So like, Euro has been already cancelled and at least been pro- postponed for now. So, yeah, you can see. see, you can even see that the summer of next season is actually a bit free if you can consider Euro could be cancelled potentially, but not the normal club leagues. Yeah. So, there are instances where Euro has been cancelled and it does not affect any of the proper ongoing one-year hard work of the clubs yeah. or any other players. So, in such a way, maybe even the Euro could go to even, uh, could just completely cancel itself.
0: And then
1: yeah. uh, the rest of the
0: clubs just yeah. play uh, till this uh, Euros, summer. Euros can, yeah, and Euros can also may not be like postponed to 2022 because then you've got the World Cup uh, in Qatar. So Euros, yes, yes. like, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna probably happen next year. Otherwise, it's probably not happening. Uh, the 2020 Euros, or maybe they'll uh, think of postponing the World Cup to 23 or Euros to 22. I don't oh, know it's how it's gonna happen. Okay. It's gonna be a mess. Like yes. from a United from a United perspective, like uh, d- do you think that you know voiding if 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 this season does get voided, uh, will it be fair on United? I mean, like considering how we have been like on the form uh ever since Bruno came in. Uh,
1: like I would want this season to get started. Like, of course, from one point of view, that Liverpool is up, if you just disregard the thing that Liverpool is winning the title. If you yeah. look at solely United's performance, I would want this season to continue because. You have paul pogba coming back you have rashford coming back after injuries. Yeah. like this actually when the break happened i was happy because in a way because for united because uh we had rashford and pogba who were about to come at the end of the month of april yeah. and now they're coming in exactly when we have almost 10 left game, seven eight games left still yeah. so they in there it is vital for them to come back so that we can always definitely like, uh, even though we are having a good run of uh, matches so far, I still doubt whether we could, we still have Leicester, we have still uh, Tottenham and some other team, big teams to face in this uh, remaining games, in these remaining games. Sheffield United is also coming up. Yeah. So, uh, with Rashford and Pogba definitely you will be more than, uh, you would be the, with the best United team you can ever possibly have with the current uh,
0: squad. Yeah. So, and yeah.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, so, do you think United could have got top four? Like, what what would be your percentage of chances? Like, how how uh, highly would you have predicted that United would have got top four on on a uh, percentage scale? Uh,
1: had this season not been disrupted, I would have been fifty fifty with the chances United have to go to top four. Yeah. Yeah. But with the season getting postponed, and if it get continues, we have a good 80 to 70 to 80 percent chance of getting into top four. Yeah,
0: and like yeah, because voiding, you know, voiding and deciding qualify. Like some people were saying that the qualifications of next season could be decided on the basis of current positions, but that again would. Uh, I do. You
1: know, like if they I
0: know. yeah but that like, would that would cause actually a lot of problems because sheffield united have a game in hand and if they win that they go above united and then uh, there'll be arguments and all so
1: yeah yeah like if you are choosing cl based uh, championship league or europa league qualification based on this then you might as well choose your winners based on the same thing yeah so, exactly so if they're not choosing the winners or relegating teams based on the current standings, I don't think they have they would be choosing any Champions League spots yeah, exactly. or any of such stuff uh, based on the current standings. So I don't think the current standings thing would work, but they could have a mini tournament or I guess they yeah. would complete the series. The completing the season makes the most sense because, yeah. as I said before, if you are able to continue, then like you want to avoid the season so that you start the next season quickly. Yeah, And if you are in a position to start the next season, that means you can continue the previous season as well. Just 7 games yeah. to go. You can yeah. just hurry up and have some. Or yeah. even play at 60 minutes a time or something of that sort. Do some changes in the rule and then just play it up.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, yesterday the Premier League, I think, uh, came up with a statement that uh, the league, if it starts at all, uh, it could probably only start after June the 8th. And, uh, you know, if, if it does start, like, by June 8th, then they're, like, planning to complete the remaining fixtures within a span of five or six weeks. And, like, uh, there are 92 fixtures left. I mean, like, all uh, like all the fixtures, uh, if you're, like, taken. Uh, the... So, there are, like, 92 fixtures left. And uh, they want to, like, complete the remaining season in, like, uh, five to six weeks and then maybe uh you know sort something out for the next season so uh if that happens i think uh, even if that happens i think that would be much fair and i, I mean i mean even i was like suggesting uh, that UEFA, uh, uh, if they want to decide other seasons champions league or europa league winners they could uh, probably do um, close behind closed door uh, penalty shootouts. I mean, basically, clubs have got uh, training facilities which are indoor and very protected and stuff. So I think UEFA, I thought I UEFA thought could have probably done penalty shootout or shootouts or something that would have been much fair. And even, even UEFA sort of say that they cannot extend their final uh, of their tournaments beyond August the 30th. Which, um, you know, may maybe, uh, you know, on a positive note, because I think uh, till August, maybe the situation could be much better, or you don't know, you can't say anything right now. So, yeah, what is your, what is your take on that?
1: Uh, I would say, think that the first priority would be completing of the season of the main clubs, domestic leagues would be the main priority of any, uh, of FIFA or anybody. Because, like, Champions League in all are cherry on the toppings and there I know they are a bit uh, higher status level uh, titles to win. But every club right now would rather complete a season and then have a clarity going towards the next season than uh, wanting for titles in such a bad uh, situation. Like, uh, you have seen even, uh, like, I don't think uh penalty shooters would take place or, or to decide the outcome of, of such a big title yeah, I mean,
0: it's not possible but like i'm still like you know instead of avoiding it something is better right something is better than nothing that that's yeah, that was just that, my opinion yeah yeah
1: but uh considering that uh, the, uh, there might be some specification, but i don't think like you in champions league you have this away and uh yeah, system yeah. Of like, oh, home so serve. yeah yeah, yeah so i don't think travel between these three countries also is possible so I, to me these yeah. european uh, european titles actually might get voided until the situation yeah. drastically goes well which does not yeah. look happening to me
0: by june at least till june yeah my my only concern with this is um, that you know authorities whoever it might be premier league uh, the fa uefa fifa whoever it might be they might take uh any like a decision uh and you know urgency that would actually affect the teams even more with the virus outbreak i mean like uh i was reading like one of the articles and they uh one of the journalists was say, telling that the premier league and the UEFA have too much money to lose or uh, to sort of uh, let the season get voided you know because uh if if premier league actually is worried the season they could pro- potentially lose a 720 million something and then for uh delaying the start of the next season they have to pay the sponsors some 900 million or something so like potentially the uh, loss of money could be in billions and like just to like yes, avoid yes. Billi- the the billion loss I think the clubs and Premier League I, I just hope they don't take any you know desperate steps to kind of stop I that. Yeah but and I think, yeah like
1: the only problem with Champions League in Europe like is with this home and away system of playing these games and all these things. And also you can consider that travel is almost, uh, inter-country travel is almost difficult to happen in these times. But maybe they could go to some other African nation where the outbreak is quite low. And I feel they might go to Qatar and all these places and finish up. Even the Premier League, I think they would, uh, if travel ban has been lifted, then they could actually go to these areas and then complete off with the Premier League and stuff. going. Going to Africa, like how we do in uh, Cricket World Cups, you see where Pakistan goes to Abu Dhabi to play in their home country, as their home country, uh, you could see uh, Premier League or any other, dom- one, at least one domestic league going out of. Uh, yeah,
0: that, that's pretty much, because I think La uh, Lali, uh, the Spanish FA for the del Rey final or something, they uh, conducted it in, I think okay. Ibiza or South, I don't know, Saudi Arabia somewhere. I think they conduct, conducted it in some foreign countries. So, yeah, maybe uh, countries could do that, like, to take their team to a foreign country where... At the least the, at
1: least the European Championship, I think, the uh, like, Champions League and all these things... Yeah, they
0: can, they can do that. Yeah, they, okay. they can actually do that. They can actually, like, play both the legs in the same ground, like, if they yeah, want yeah, to neutral, do that. So.
1: The neutral state, yeah.
0: Yeah, neutral, yeah. Make it a neutral one, like... Uh, you know call it one leg as a home of one team and the second leg as a home of the other whatever they want to and do then, and then
1: in fact yeah. they can wrap it up and they can wrap up three games in a day as well in the same stadium yeah exactly
0: exactly like if they can get stadiums and like multiple stadiums in a country uh on a single day they can do that yep so like this 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 general generalized talk will go on in any podcast like you wanna uh, talk about United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, any club? Uh, the generalized talk would be pretty much this uh, because the situation is very worse and all. So yeah, uh, getting more into United, um, Bruno Fernandez, obviously, uh, he's been <laughs> he's been sensational. Obviously, there's no yes, yes, there's yes. no doubt about it. And like yeah, United fans finally got sort of got what we uh, deserved probably uh, at that number ten position. So yeah. Uh, do you think Olegana Solskjaer should get some credit for Bruno Fernandez, or do you think uh, just because of Bruno Fernandez, United have turned around and it wouldn't have happened without Bruno? Like, should Bruno get the hundred percent credit, or should Oli probably get some credit for something?
1: Like, uh, definitely Oli should get credit for actually trying and getting. Like, Bruno Fer- Fernandez was one of his targets going back in summer, but yeah. then as you know, we had.
0: Our club chiefs, it's not, who, not right? basically like uh, it was uh, like not December basically. So I think United were looking at him in the summer, but then um, what happened was uh, they uh negotiated 20. Harry Harry Maguire's deal so long that the transfer window was like only one week left or something yes. like that, yes. And, yes. Then, uh, and then and uh, then uh the Sporting Lisbon were kind of demanding around fifty uh, to sixty million uh, pounds or euros and united don't did not want to uh, start bargaining in the last week of the transfer window so they sort of uh, leaked the story to the press that bruno loses too much of uh, possession and all so we don't want to risk him and uh, you know bring him into the club that uh, where we are trying to build a new culture and all so they were like trying to put out bullshit but you know what edward what it basically does right so yes, yes, yes. yeah but, but then again pogba but I
1: guess, yes yes yeah so uh, I think, yeah, that, that's what they thought. Like, I felt they did not scout him that much uh, and that well during no, the
0: summer season. It, they the whole of last season. Like, uh, I think in Portugal, they uh, sent the scouts for like 30 games. I don't know. I think they scouted him a lot, Bruno. Uh, so. Okay. Uh,
1: so, like, but still, uh, credit should go partially to only to. Actually, to uh, go for him even during the January transfer window because we know January transfer window off late has not been that great for United, and yeah. getting any person, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and getting any person during the main player of a sporting club, main player of sporting club, the captain, and who has been the standard performer so far in that tournament, was yeah. actually pretty good both on the part of United and uh, Olegun was as well, Ole. Uh, so yes, that uh, having said so, it was actually a blessing in disguise that Ole actually, uh, sorry, Bruno actually took very less time, uh, to yeah. get into the club. Uh, yeah, at first he was played uh, versus Radford, he was played a bit deeper in his role, but luckily yeah, because
0: Andrea Ferrara was shut basically.
1: Yes, yes, but luckily Matic came back to form, he found his lost form, and then he started yeah. to play well with Fred, which helped uh, Ole to play him up front in this. Uh, in number ten position, which was which people say is not his preferred position. People say the number six is preferred. His ex uh, coach says that Bruno is better at number six, but still at number ten he was very he has been doing excellently well for in, uh,
0: United. Yeah. I think his best position is like uh, play a player four three three and put him on the under era position, like on the right side. Like and yeah, I think yeah. from the right he can like uh, put in those balls and okay, stuff. Yes. So yes.
1: like. uh To me, to get the best out of Corona, I guess we need to sign a defensive midfielder, a proper kante or a a NDD type, who can actually uh, make him unleash without any defensive responsibility. Right now, we see him tracking back a lot, which is actually good. It's good that he's tracking back and doing all the stuff, but but leaving him in a free role could actually do better and give more results, especially uh, since we play the counter-attacking game of football. Having an yep. extra man during the count and he's actually fast as well. He runs fast and yeah. he has a good lot of stamina. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, I think Bruno has done extremely well to get into the club. And not only that, he did not feel scared of something of that sort. Yeah, exactly. He was, like, now he started to come. We have seen him in many matches where he was commanding people where to go and where to play so that he can exactly. play the ball. So, yeah. he was not feeling scared. He showed his na- he played his natural game.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, my long-term vision with Bruno is, like, play a 4-3-3. I want to see, like, if Pogba does stay, uh, which we're going to obviously talk about in a bit. Uh, So, like, Pogba is going to play on the left, Bruno on the right, and we obviously need that CDM who could actually, like, the NDD or the Kante. Like, my personal favorite would be, like, a Thomas Partey. Like, I think NDD would cost too much. Like, I, I wouldn't mind NDD. Like, he would be excellent, but... I think it would like cost 80 million or something because Leicester playing in the same league as United, they would charge us more, obviously. But yeah, I think, I think uh, Bruno. The thing with uh, him is that. He he needs players who, who who, you know, uh think say uh, on similar like grounds similar, to him.
1: Don't
0: say so. Yeah, basically like you saw Daniel James uh against Man City uh, for example, like uh he could
1: have
0: squared to squared the ball to Bruno, but Bruno uh you know, he just went for him and Bruno was screaming and all. So
1: right Bruno, so the current
0: sport, Bruno's of of like Bruno's a kind of a player for me who's like very cutthroat, like he just goes for it. That's the main thing for him. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the thing with him is that uh, if you've got a player, uh, a deep-lying playmaker like Pogba uh, behind him, so he can make more of those uh, hole runs. Like, he's a more of a hole player for me who kind of makes runs into spaces and all. Yeah, box to box and hole and uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, So, like, if pogba kind of puts in his long balls and all bruno senses uh, pogba's uh, deliveries yes. uh, in advance uh, in an advanced stage and makes those runs then i think he'll get more goals right now we're seeing more of you know assists and uh, playmaking uh, st- side, yes. side yes. of bruno. yeah but when like he, when he integrates with much better people i think he would uh, actually be much better as a footballer yes yeah. like right now
1: in the current squad i only feel just Pogba, Rashford, Marshall, and Greenwood are capable of catching what Bruno actually wants to say because, uh, but the rest of the people need to step up the game if they want to match the levels of how Bruno Fernandez yeah. wants to play and all this thing. I hope, like, we have seen him so far in one and a half years, he has been extremely consistent as well. So, I do not think that this is a fade or something like one season wonder, three match wonder from Bruno Fernandez. Yeah yeah as we as you keep improving a squad i would see we would be getting to see a much better bruno fernandes and a goal scoring yeah. fernandes that we were have looking at yeah. during this season yeah. at sport
0: and and also about matic is that uh, the, the the thing about matic i've said it like always ever since matic has come to united when he was at chelsea if you remember the antonio conte season where he played with conte and like conte and matic were like one of the best CDM pairs in the world and yeah. so Matic basically does well when he plays in a system which has two CDMs and one CDM is very mobile and uh, low center of gravity uh CDM, like a Kante and in at, at United you have Fred. So I always felt that Matic plays uh to his best of his abilities when he's got someone like Fred or Akante beside him. So I think credit to Oli that. He uh, helped Matic play alongside Fred so that he can uh, get his best out of him. And yes. uh, due to Fred and Matic, obviously, uh, Bruno has been absolutely superb uh, for us. So, yeah, so moving on to obviously transfers. Firstly, Paul Pogba uh, talks that uh, he might sign a new contract. Uh, I've got my theory why he might sign a new contract. Uh, but yeah, what do you think? He's going to stay or he's going to leave?
1: Uh, like out uh, recently, I've been noticing a lot about Pogba talking about Man United, which he hasn't talked about in since the last eight to nine months, which makes me believe he is interested in signing a new contract with United. Yeah. Uh, but to me, actually, I I feel that United, uh, even you have seen like we have seen stories of United going for James Madison, Jack Grealish, and again yeah. some stories that we are backing out of both of them and investing in the CDM suggests yeah. me that. Polpo is somewhat in a hit and uh, hit and distinct whether hit and miss case whether he's still not decided whether he wants to improve or not he wants to see how Man United brings about their transfers in this situation how we progress into the Champions League next season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This uh, also I would think that even United themselves are waiting for the season to start to see how Polpo by actually plays when he is alongside a better Bruno. team than. Yes, Bruno, a better, yeah. better team than he was a year ago and then make yeah. a decision because even they themselves do not want to lose Pogba for all obvious reasons. Yeah. So, maybe if they get to see how Paul Pogba plays alongside Bruno and if it turns out to be successful, they would going be going all guns in with, uh, to make him sign the new contract instead of signing a Jack Grealish or a James Madison.
0: Yeah, my look, my theory with Pogba is this like, he obviously wanted to leave, so like, and my my uh thought with the with this was that if Pogba does go, we need to sign two players because Pogba, when you sell Pogba, you need to sign two players one, uh, a, a more attack minded number eight kind of player and a CDM. So, like, my uh, theory was that if we sell Pogba, we need to sign uh milinkovic savage or a Saul Negre's along with an, an NDD or a party, like two players you have to sign. But yes, the, yes. the situ but the situation with Pogba is that uh, United, if United were to sell Pogba, they will Woodward will like play the most toughest financial game with any uh, board in the world to to get the maximum amount of money he can get for Pogba because. Right yes, now yes. in that United squad, we cannot get uh, uh the money that, for... Yeah, yeah. More than a hundred million for any other player apart from Pogba. So like yes. Pogba is the most expensive player that's going to be sold right now in that squad. So that's one thing. But the problem is that Pogba hasn't played, so obviously his value isn't that high. So obviously Woodward and uh, Woodward would want him to play more to sort of get more value for him, and Pogba would uh, want the same. But the problem has been for Pogba is that, that uh, uh, look he's him. he no uh, he is on I think three hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week, yes. and uh, And I don't think any club like uh, Juventus or Real Madrid uh, would want to pay more than that. Because I'm pretty sure Pogba will say to Real Madrid, okay, you just pay me 350, I'll uh, stay on the same wages, I'll just move to you. He won't say that. He obviously wants better wages to move. And obviously, uh, you know, all these Raiola guys, the idiot Raiola, he obviously wants uh, his player to get high wages. Because I think football agents get more... uh, on sale uh, fees for like uh, increase in percentage of yeah commissions for increase in percentage of wages and stuff like that so so uh, the clubs have to pay him more than 350,000 pounds which I don't don't think they want to do because uh, their structures uh, the financial internal structures of the club will spoil and they don't want to do that because United, United just pay whatever they want to their players but other clubs don't do that because they've got good footballing brains behind so Uh, So Pogba realizes basically that he's not gonna get uh, he's probably not gonna get better wages anywhere else, and United are not gonna sell him that easily. So instead of that, he might think, okay, now Bruno's come in. That's one factor. And if he does sign a new contract, he can like probably get uh, 450,000 pounds or 500,000 pounds a week. And uh, and then if the if Oli you know, does manage to get this team somewhere uh, in the future in in a couple of months or a year? I think Pogba won't mind to sign like a three or four year uh, contract extension, which I think is pretty much possible. So uh, yeah. I think that that is why Pogba sort of uh, has decided that he might sign a new contract, and the buzz around the club is uh, because of that only. And ever since this contract talks are around, yesterday someone was saying his brother and Minaral have shut up about him moving out, which is strange, basically. Yes,
1: yes. So, so, so yeah. I think
0: that that's my theory I, with Pogba. Yeah, yeah. I've
1: seen him talking a lot about Man United as well in the past few days. Exactly. Whereas,
0: on, the, on the podcast, you yes. said uh, that uh, his mother told him that one day he will come back to
1: United and all.
0: Yes, and yes, that so. was, was, yeah, Pogba hit us where you and all, everyone was saying that.
1: So, like, 10, ten months ago, he, there was not even a single word where he was, except for his Instagram stories But now we get to see him yeah. talking <laughs> about United. So, I hope he stays, like, he's an excellent player and better yeah. than any other player we can ever get as a replacement for him. But yeah, mm-hmm. he needs to be consistent and needs to step up his game. Now, he does not have to bring up this case that nor can we show him sympathy that United are not a weak team now.
0: Yeah, because I, mean, I think you know, well, judging Paul Pogba, we kind of judge him a little unfairly because uh, one, he has to do two jobs. Like he's got to attack and he's asked to defend as well a little, little yes. bit. And like, uh, like I, I saw uh, Pogba's uh, good games this season. Like the games where people have said, "Oh, he's put a six or seven out of ten performances." And actually, I've actually gone back and seen those performances. And the performance that they, that he has put in, like uh, the runs that he's made in those matches, the balls that he's put in those matches, and I've watched those performances, and I'm like the the same performance Bruno Fernandez put in and we are terming him as the best signing of the season. And Pogba we're giving him six or seven out of tens or to Pogba. And I'm like, okay, this is now unfair uh, criticism of Pogba because I think if if you're actually uh, picking up Bruno for such performances, I think Pogba deserves credit. I think Pogba doesn't play that terribly when people say he's not he's at a okay game and stuff. He actually plays very well. But like, but yeah, this, so the it, price tag that he comes yeah, along with, yeah, the, the price tag that he comes for, and the expectations that people might have for him, that is something that like I think makes me feel Pogba's... Uh, Judgement is un- unfair and all, and I think uh, the the levels with where which Pog- people see Pogba, I think he can only achieve those levels uh, n- now okay. with like the likes of Bruno and like m- maybe maybe if Sancho. we sign Sancho, and yeah, yes. yeah that only then we-, we can probably see. So yeah, uh, moving on to uh, the other transfers, Jaden Sancho, do you do you genuinely see it happening, Jaden Sancho? I guess if
1: there's only one. St- if United have a chance to sign only one player, they would go and sign Sancho. That's it.
0: Like he's or the first in top. I think, think with it's going the coronavirus situation. Do you think uh, we have the money for Sancho? Because apparently we spent some of our sub- summer budget on Bruno. So do you think uh, we? But we do have Sancho? a
1: lot of yeah. We do have a lot of players to sell. Like we have Smalling, Jones, Pereira, one of Pereira and Lingard, and then uh, we have even Rojo on, and even Sanchez. To be frank. But yeah, about
0: that was a max of like 30 million maybe.
1: Yeah, 30 million. So I 30 million, and then you have nine, just 90 to 100 million to spend, which I think United can't spend. Yeah. Sancho comes at around 120 million or something of that sort. So you, I think United have a budget of around 150 million, if I'm not wrong. Like they had a overall mm-hmm. budget of 200 million, maybe. I'm,
0: I'm never, I'm never trusting any source that says United has 100 or 200 million budget. Because I don't think because I because my logic with that is uh if United does have hundred and fifty or two hundred million budget then they should like straight away start their bidding at the asking price like so for example if Dortmund won 120 million and if united have 150 so why do united start bidding at 90 million like why they could just maybe start at 150 maybe like 5 or 10 million less here or there
1: maybe we are not great at negotiation let's see like you may even see it if Dortmund make number
0: two people are negotiating for us yes
1: yes yes so but it's always good to have an extra 10 20 million if you can actually buy out some that's what i've always said like it's good if you can spend waste two weeks of time to reduce 10 million only if you yeah. buy them if you spend those 10 million in those rest two weeks like the remaining transfer window so there's yeah. no point in negotiating 120 million percent for a 110 million if you don't spend those 10 million somewhere else yeah so like uh so but, like. If you have a 150 million transfer,
0: I think that those 10 million or 20 million can be spent somewhere else, but it ultimately goes into the Glazer's pocket. So
1: I know. Yes, that's the thing. Like if you have a 150 million transfer, like 150 million budget and you after, if you get Sancho for 10 million, let's say like around 110 million, you could actually even go and pay the release clause of uh, Pate, Thomas Mateo, forty fifty million. 40, 50 million. Exactly. Yeah. So, but if he goes at around 121, 24 million, you will not be able to get any person. You may even send a small Jude Billingham or some other person of such sort. Yeah. So, yeah. so that 10 million does take place when you are on crunch with budget. But if you do not just use those 10 million somewhere, then it's actually useless. You can actually better buy him two weeks before and then just enjoy with this club and get yeah, the bond. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And,
1: but,
0: uh, th- yeah. So, like, if, if yes, Jaden yeah, just,
1: yeah. So, no, uh, if Sancho does come to United, I see Pereira going out than Lingard because Lingard is a better friend of Sancho. And Pereira is young and could take in more than this thing. But if Sancho does not come, I see Jesse Lingard getting the stick out uh, of the
0: yeah. club. Yeah, but like uh, my question right now to every United fan would be this. Like, if not Jaden Sancho, then no. Like, do you think we can get any other good, decent player, like, for a 40, 50, 60 million pound price. Like, I have uh, Leon Bailey in mind, because I have been a fan of Leon Bailey uh, at Leverkusen, like, since a very long time, but obviously, like, the last one and a half season, he's not had uh, the level of impact that he had when the first time I saw him. He was exceptional, but uh, Leon Bailey could be one, uh, but he would be more like a Pepe case for me. So, like, yeah. do you have any players in mind? Maybe Fernand Torres or someone like that. Do, do you have any players in mind? If not Sancho, then uh, who? For the right wing spot. Uh,
1: for the right wing spot, I'm actually a big fan of Riyad Mahrez.
0: Yeah, so, but he's a Man City player and we is, won't yeah. get
1: him. So we could get him if you could spend 60 to 80 million on him yes he's a bit old but i don't know but uh even the uh, city's fp uh case that is going on even that matters so if city do lose up on champions league spot for two years you could actually pounce on sub- such a player like riyadh mares who can give you 10 goals plus assists uh around 20 goals plus assists in a season and he's premier league proven already yeah so uh, Riyad Mahrez would be my automatic, my favorite choice, if not yeah. Sancho. But apart okay. from that, I would see United not going for any right wing player because Sancho is like the ultimate goal and
0: British yeah, yeah. I don't target. think we have actually looked at uh, options beyond Sancho because Sancho. we are into Sancho so much. So much.
1: So they may go for a, a striker or a center defensive midfielder if they do not get Sancho. That's my take. Yeah.
0: like Timo Werner a person like Timo Werner Timo Werner yeah the Timo Werner thing I I, I always wanted Timo Werner at United because I want Martial and Werner to compete for that centre forward spot. and my theory is that look Rashford plays so much for England and United so he plays so many games that he's now had a back injury and he might have more injuries and Sam Aladdin has told that uh, if rashford plays on like this like he'll get injured and his career will be basically finished up like Rooney at twenty eight or twenty nine years age. Yeah, so so if Werner does come in, we can play an interchangeable front three like Werner can play off left, uh Martial up front and then we can interchange Martial and Werner. We can interchange Martial and uh, Rashford we can interchange Werner and Rashford. We can yes, do we can, and, and if we get Sancho we can try all the other combinations so that is why a team owner or a Joseph Eilich would be my choice over someone like a igalo who's just like a backup to Martial so that was my theory so my my basic two transfer priorities were a CDM and a, a right winger given that we keep all the players we have and people who say that you know just sell Pogba get Grealish I don't uh, buy into that because I, no. if you Because Grealish, Grealish, I would take Grealish, like if I sell a Lingard or a Pereira, then I would take a Grealish Grealish, for them. Yeah, that would be a much better upgrade and that would add much better quality to the squad and would give Oli much better options to rotate with. And for CDM, I think Thomas Partey, uh, Fabian Ruiz and NDD would be my top three choices. And an outside shout, Ruben Neves. Uh, What would be your shouts?
1: Uh mine would be Thomas Party and NTT and yeah Ruben Nevis as well, but I don't think Wolves will be selling them right now. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think like you could even there was a person as like Soyam Bako or something of his name. Who? Uh some name Soyam Bako or something of that sort came up during our January transfer window. So uh, my uh, Samori. Samori, hang yeah, Samore.
0: Yeah, but like he's very young, but yeah, he's still a good choice. Like he's just yes. 19 years old, so. Yes, yes. So you
1: could, 21 years. So yeah, yeah, 21. 21 I think I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could even have United going for that person and then groom him up under the under Matic and all these players. Yeah. Exactly. So, CDM, so, I don't think, like, I think United are just focusing on Sancho right now. And then, just like United, they take only one deal per at a time. So, right now, their only deal is Sancho on the cards. Yeah. And the rest is all bonus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, to wrap up the podcast, the last question that I would ask. Uh, do you think Oligana Solskjaer is the right man for the long term? Like, could he be the right successful permanent manager for us? Um...
1: Tactically, I'm still not yet convinced that he's the best player, best person for us at the club, yep. but man management and so far what he has done for the team, he has to continue at least for one, two years to show and prove me wrong.
0: Yeah and my theory was also the same like uh, a couple of podcasts ago like when we lost the Burnley game uh, to Trafford, the thing that I said to him uh, that look if Oli is staying he's a temporary manager for me and the reason why we appointed a temporary manager like Oli at the first place if you remember it was when Jose go- got sacked and the dressing rooms uh, atmosphere was very negative and players were not feeling the freedom of playing free and attacking football and Oli just came in and freed up their minds and, uh, you know, uh, improve the atmosphere of the dressing room like a temporary manager should always do. So, the reason why he was appointed as a caretaker manager was that and uh, whatever he's done right now, improve the uh, culture around the club, the mood of the players, you know, players are not downing the tools for Oli just like they did for Jose, which is a positive thing. So yeah so uh, as a from outside of football perspective uh, like off the pitch whatever is done i think i'm pretty much happy what all he's done but tactically i think he needs to show that 433 thing that he showed at the start maybe give a bit more freedom not completely but he can give a bit more freedom and be more uh, risk taking uh, as a manager and be more fearless i think i would like to see that and but still, yeah, I think Oli is for me as a manager who can build a platform and someone better like a Nagelsman or a Tuchel or a Pochettino. Not, no, I'm not a, a big fan of Pochettino coming in for Oli. Like I love Pochettino as a manager, but I don't think people when people say Pochettino is the guy to just take us forward, I don't believe okay. in that. I don't think we, we need same. a yeah because I I think we need a much more a top quality manager for that. Like. If Thomas Tuchel can bring in a Dortmund form into United, I think he would be freaking amazing at United. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of Yulil Nagalshan, but he's, uh, he's very young at 32. And I, do, I don't think a job like United would suit his uh, reputation right now. Because like it would be very, too big for him. Like he and would yes, yes. Lose, lose his like, reputation a little bit.
1: I would prefer actually a director of football to come into United yeah, but exactly. as a
0: player. It was supposed to come in, but your word screwed up.
1: Basically. Yes, yes. So someone like Edwin Van Sar, who has done so well later ads, yes. so Yes yes So, so a die f- of football plus only for next two years and then let's see what happens then. Yeah. But I do see us getting the title pretty soon in the next three, four years. Okay.
0: I mean, like, there's one thing that I would, like, ask every United fan, like, we, you know, whenever we uh, appoint a new manager and all, we say, okay, just give him two or three years and, and two or three years we'll win the title and all. We're not even a consistent top four side, you know, for first, because if you go and look at every season post Sir Alex Ferguson, we've finished yeah. in the top four two times out of five or six or seven, I don't know how yeah, many, seven. Is. Yeah, so... Basically, we're not even a consistent top four side. So I think, firstly, we need to become a consistent top four side. Top,
1: top three, yeah. Side,
0: yeah. Top three, basically, yeah. Top three, and then we should look for the title. I think that's yes, the path. I think point, that's yes. where people miss the point point. all. So, know, yeah.
1: Like yeah. So, I,
0: think see, I hope you see hope, and all does come in. He can do that. He can make us a t- consistent top four, top, top three, three team. But we can. cannot
1: But we will not win
0: the title. I don't think like
1: Poches. Yeah, exactly. Coaches, Better at goalie in man management and just like given the resources, he's excellent. He's
0: much better than Oli, tactically, way better than Oli.
1: Yes, uh, but I he's just a slight minor upgrade over Oli and nothing else. Maybe he would win us one more game extra, yeah,
0: exactly, in
1: in 38 matches. So, yeah, I'm fine right now. Like, if you get Sancho, we are definitely top two containers for sure next season, but whatever happens, hopefully, yeah.
0: yeah but let's see yeah so yeah that's that's it from me and harish in this podcast i hope you enjoyed the podcast harish how yes, was it? expected
1: yeah it was great it was better than what yeah. i expected
0: nervous, right?
1: <laughs> yes i was nervous a lot <laughs> yeah
0: so yeah, hope you enjoyed, and hope we can do uh, many more uh, in the future, and especially in this lockdown. So yep, yeah, uh, make, make sure you check that out on uh, platforms like Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and many more. And yep, yeah, uh, uh, check out uh, check out a Binge's yeah. Club. It's gonna come back soon, and yeah, uh, that's gonna be on Spotify and Anchor. Yep, and hope i can do more with harish and more lots more podcasts coming on all about united in football and yep that's it from me stay home stay safe and protect life so we yep, have see you again in the next podcast it up night, night 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 don't let me down da-da-down. For back or I feel bad, come on, let me let it all, light us a party Oh my, my love, don't be too late Oh my love, don't, yeah, don't let me down, don't let me down, down.